Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Welcome back to Psych and Reality. This is Dr. T. And this is Dr. P. And we are excited to share with you on today's episode. So as you know, the season of 90 Day Fiance has come to an end. Um, they've had the, yeah. the tell-all, part one and part two. Um, I was a little bit, I don't know, underwhelmed, I'll say. Um, especially I agree. By, the, by the part two. Um, and the way that Sean closed it out, but we'll get into all of that. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking with you because today we are just sort of highlighting some of the, the season, um, sharing our thoughts about the couples and just a little bit about, you know, our predictions that we had earlier on in the show about which couples that we thought may or may not make it. So um, mm-hmm. let's sort of jump on into the episodes, Dr. Page. So um, I'll let you start us off today. Well, how about we first take a look at Rebecca and Zied and their relationship. So they have already been in the 90 day universe before this particular season. So I think for me, the fact that they had already had a relationship that I saw kind of develop over time I think that gave me hope for this couple. So I actually, uh, I think we were rating on a green that we thought the couple would get married, a yellow if we were not so sure, and a red if it was just kind of a a hell no kind Mm -hmm. of answer. Um, And for, for this couple, I gave them a yellow. And that really was because of their previous relationship. I thought that they could make it, you know, unless he decided he wanted to go home. But do you remember what you thought of them? I do. So I think I had rated them green um, and partially because some of the things that you mentioned. But I also feel like they, out of all of the couples at the beginning, at least, that they were one of the couples that seemed to like really be in love and that they were both Mm -hmm. uh, sort of going all in and really putting in the effort to try to make the relationship work. So I really... Mm -hmm expected that they they would make it and probably as we'll talk about in a second um one of the few couples that I thought you know might make it so I was really um glad that we saw them get married you know towards the the end of the season it wasn't the wedding that Rebecca um wanted and obviously like COVID you know threw a couple of boomerangs um in Mm -hmm. in this season but I really enjoyed what we saw of them, even some of the challenges that came on, you know, later on in the season. Yeah. I know one moment that sticks out for me is when Zied came to the States and moved into her apartment, but the apartment was in a building that she had lived in previously with her ex and she had not informed him of this. I remember that being a point where I thought that, you know, maybe this might not work at this Mm -hmm. point in time, but they got through that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's one of the the things that at least for me, working with couples as a therapist, knowing that no relationship is perfect, you're going to have struggles, but it's about how you sort of communicate through those struggles. And I think that was sort of 
shown for me in um, one of the earlier episodes right after he got to the States. And um, you probably recall, they went out to dinner with um, her daughter um, and, and her husband and you know the, the family or one of the daughter's friends that was asking about the help and move situation. And he was sort of mm-hmm. oblivious to um, just some, some of the language, I think, because of the language barrier. And Rebecca mm-hmm. was like, you know, she was sort of flirting with you and, and he could sort of caught on quickly or at least recognize that that was a bad thing. <laughs> was like, okay, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want your help. Um, so I think that was one of the highlights for me. Just sort of them, again, having that situation where like jealousy, I think came into play just a little bit. Um, but also mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to communicate like, hey, this is something I don't like. It makes me uncomfortable. And he was able to sort of make that decision to say like, hey, that was a bad move. And so I'm going to sort of correct this. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, feeling like she had some competition from this young woman actually contributed to what we saw on the tell-all, which was uh, Miss Rebecca had a whole little transformation going on. Mm -hmm. She had a little nip and a little tuck, a little pullback, um, a little injections and you know, she, I mean, she looked great She did, uh, and acknowledged all of this, you know, very proudly. So, yeah, I was uh, actually going to bring up that exact same thing <laughs> before okay. you mentioned it, because it, it reminded me of the comment that was made and um, Sean likes to instigate, I think a little bit has to, I mean, it's her job. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, did you want Rebecca to look younger? Um, and, and he was, you know, pretty matter of fact of like, yes, which I don't know if American men would be like that um, honest in that situation, but, you know, he was honest. And so I think, again, like it reflected Mm -hmm. that they at least are able to be open with each other, no matter Mm -hmm. how it might sort of impact the other person. Yeah. 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 I mean, good luck to them. I I wish them the best. I think there's hope. So we we will have to see, I I guess on whatever iterations that come from 90 Day Fiance or what Discovery <laughs> Plus decides, decides to give us. <laughs> I am certain we will see them again. <laughs> so, so next, how about we talk about Stephanie and Ryan, or depending on what time you watch the show, Stephanie and Harris. Yes, so <laughs> my prediction, and I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there, was that this relationship would burn and or a crash and burn, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I rated them a red. I just thought that there were too many red flags going on, yeah. specifically with Rebecca. Uh, I mean, with Stephanie, sorry. Um, I just mm-hmm. thought she had a lot of things that she hadn't worked through. I wasn't quite sure how she got to the place where she was in terms of relationships and like move, transitioning mm-hmm. from not wanting to be married and and then all of a sudden like you're in love with this person that lives in a different country. Um, and so I just wasn't sure if she was really in a in a space to be ready for that relationship. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. that's why I, I didn't think that that relationship would work. Um, and I think that was sort of obviously, you know, highlighted as you sort of alluded to a second ago when she had this blow up fight you know, I think that was the highlight for me of, of this relationship. Like, okay, this is done. Mm-hmm. Um, once she was able to to be with him and it didn't work out. So um, it will be interesting to see what happens next. Cause I, I have this sense, like somehow she's gonna um, pop back up 
in the 90 day universe. I don't know Do how she's going to be so? reincarnated, so to speak. Um, but I feel like we might see some more of, of Stephanie. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen because it, you know, you know, conspicuously absent, and I don't even think they addressed it, was Stephanie, Harris, and or Ryan. They were not at the tell-all. So I, I kind of think that something must have went down that maybe, you know, they're exiting out a 90 day. I have no idea. I'll be curious to hear something about her. Maybe again, they'll probably put her on Discover, Discovery Plus. Right. Um, but I rated them, I, I think I rated them a red too, thinking that this it just did not look possible. And one of the things that we talked a lot about, especially in the beginning, was the way that Stephanie talked a little bit more uh, possessive about Ryan, like, you know, she's spending this money on him. So there's an expectation that he should be a certain way. And it just, you know, kind of, it just felt uncomfortable. Um, added to that, her, you know, talking about baby mamas and just kind of utilizing language that didn't feel quite appropriate. Um, you know, it, it was it was a little uncomfortable to watch Stephanie's yeah. scenes a lot of the time. Um, it may be that she saw some of the, the show and didn't like the mm. way it was presented and she didn't want to have to confront. Because I feel like the cast this, this season, like they were pretty... Um, out front and like outspoken about their opinions, and I can see them like wanting to be on Stephanie about some of her decision making. So maybe yeah. that's why she decided not to come. But who knows? It wasn't addressed by TLC. They didn't even give us like a footnote. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish I had a footnote. Yeah, you know the one thing that I will not forget about this particular couple, and and both couples uh iterations of it with with both cousins is how she so quickly switched within a 24-hour period from loving and about to marry this one man mm -hmm. to all of a sudden realizing she loves this other man or human it just didn't make any sense to me and it just it 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 uh it felt just kind of erratic so yeah. I, uh, well, that will always stick out for me. Yeah, I think, and I think I probably, I may have mentioned this before, but I think my caution with Stephanie is not trying to like use my hat as a psychologist to, to go through and like think about possible labels to add on some mm -hmm. of her, her traits and behaviors. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely, you know, interesting to watch that sort of switch in terms of like you are so in love with this person you're willing to you know spend all this money in, in, a, in another country and then all of a sudden like that shifts which like you didn't even have time to like grieve that relationship despite the hell that you may have been through in that sort of situation like you just sort of jumped mm -hmm. head on in mm -hmm. to this other relationship and I don't know like who does that like any person I just it just it, I can't wrap my head around that from someone like going from one relationship, not taking any time to process that and then jumping right back in. Like you might date other people, but you're not gonna like full on be like, ooh, I wanna potentially marry this person, you know, right off yeah. the bat. Um, so that exactly. was definitely strange to me. Exactly. 
So again, who knows what will happen with Stephanie and Harris, I guess is where we left off in the season. <laughs> um, so we will- Actually, we left off with Harris and his ex. Yes. So, and not knowing what that might lead to now. Exactly. So that threesome, so to speak, in terms of like three people being in a relationship, um, we don't know. We have to we mm-hmm. have to do some Googling to, to find out <laughs> what the status of that relationship is. So if you're listening to the show and you know something, definitely feel free to visit our Facebook page and, and give us a comment. It was interesting to see one, because they were in separate, um, well, one, they weren't there physically in the show, yeah. um, but then they were in separate rooms on, on different screens. And so I think the audience, myself included, as well as the other cast members were like, oh my gosh, they're not together anymore. What's going on? <laughs> I know um, I had that fear. <laughs> yeah. So it was good to see that they are still, you know, together and, and trying to make yeah. it work. Um, but they were trying to deal with some of the coronavirus stuff and, and they were potentially exposed. And so they were trying to like quarantine um, in the house in separate rooms and, and sort of do their video chatting and things like that to be able to, to, to talk, um, which is uh, what Tariq was saying they did before she was actually, you know, in the state. So that was really interesting um, to see. Mm-hmm. But just sort of going back to my prediction earlier in the season, I think if I recall, I rated them yellow um, because I did, I feel like they, they seem to really be in love. They seem to, to want to be together. Um, but I also have some caution about them because of Hazel's um, desire to have a girlfriend um, in the midst of them still trying to like strengthen their own relationship and, and marriage. And I just wasn't sure how that would work out. Um, but I think after watching them, watching them have conversations about this girlfriend episode, I think the thing that really stood out for me over the season was just how thoughtful they both were about their kids and like how to like integrate, you know, and um, like a, a family system that's non-traditional. So he has a, he has a child, she has a child. How can we sort of bring them together? Um, and really like the way that um, they specifically were able to help Tyreek's daughter like transition given that she has autism um, and sort of mm-hmm. that in itself can be a challenge, you know, for parents and sort of add this new person in who they don't know and, and sort of have to like adjust to their life as a child with autism. Um, I really like the way that they handled that and also how TLC was able to sort of show that uh, for families that may have children with autism. Yeah. You know, my thing about Tariq and Hazel, and I I think that I rated them either a green or yellow just because I've, I've seen them before in the 90-day universe. They seem to really love each other, have gotten through things together. So I, I felt like this was going to work out. But I consistently felt throughout the season that this was a missed opportunity to talk about the various ways that relationships can be configured. Mm. And I think what made it problematic was that they were still figuring it out for themselves, which is a very personal process, you know, where it's really hard to have other people who are interpreting, 
you know, what your intentions are and stuff like that and making judgments when it really should be about just the people that are involved. So I think that made it more complicated. Um, but in general, I think TLC could have done more to support some of the stigma around it, especially during the tell-all. It, it made me really upset when, you know, there were several times that Tariq and Hazel were doing a good job of clarifying this is the nature of our relationship. It doesn't mean that we love each other any less or that we feel any less about each other. You know, this is just the nature of our relationship. And it was really sad to see so many of the cast members like, uh, and I can think in particular Yara as well as Julia kind of looking at them in disgust, like, you know, oh, you're just trying to get away with something, Tariq. Oh, gross. Why would you do something like that? It just felt really disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would have liked Sean to kind of call out the stereotypes that they were holding and correct them on how they were interpreting things. I mean, yeah. So it was just another missed opportunity at the end. Yeah. And I, I think, I guess, one of the things that popped into my head as Tariq um, and Hazel were really sort of describing what um, poly relationships are or being polyamorous um, was that there is a, um, I mean, I, I get what you're saying and I agree with that, but I also feel like as a culture in the United States, like polyamorous relationships are stigmatized and mm -hmm. that there are, um, expectations and assumptions around specifically heterosexual um, relationships. And so I think although we've as a society been more open to different relationships, I think when you talk about adding more people, then that also makes it harder for other people to understand if, if it's not their, their sort of life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I really appreciated when Tariq was like, you know, this is our relationship and sort of we make it what we want to. And that's something that I think for me, again, working with couples is that you have to decide what works for your relationship, whether it's mm -hmm. being a closed relationship, where it's just the two of you, or if it's something like, you know, polyamory, which again, I'm not an expert on that. I don't know much uh, about sort of what those relationships look like, but it is important to, to allow couples to sort of decide and dictate sort of what, what that is and, and how things are important for them in terms of their relationship. So I did appreciate mm -hmm. that 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 comment yeah. uh, I mean I kind of know what my highlight is but it doesn't directly involve Tariq and <laughs> Hazel it more involves <laughs> Hazel's bachelorette party but, well um, it's a highlight <laughs> oh it was a highlight <laughs> um go back and play the episode y'all um but um, I would say for me, the highlight was finally seeing Minty mm. and seeing how they interacted with each other and then seeing Hazel, who I think most of the time just looks like such a sweet person. But then you could see how she could cut somebody like as angry <laughs> as she was looking at Minty, you know, through Zoom. <laughs> she was so upset. Um so and and she she looked that same way during the tell-all when they brought Minty out again. Mm. Um, so I I think that was a highlight for me seeing that interaction. Yeah, she was over that. But I think the thing that really sort of 
I found interesting, which we sort of talked about earlier in the season was the fact that Tariq refuses to stop talking to Minty or delete her number, oh, yeah. uh, which most people have said, like, just delete the number and like end that um, sort of communication, even if it's a friendship. But he doesn't want to mm-hmm. do that. So I thought that was really interesting. I also think he's wrong. I don't know what you think, but I would like to know what you think. I think he's wrong. I think he should just delete it. And I think that sometimes, you know, we have relationships with different people, including friendships, but we have to prioritize certain relationships, especially if it's, you know, intimate relationships where you don't want ruptures to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I agree, like, I think he should delete it too. And I, if I recall um, from the episode when we watched it and talked about it before, I was in agreement with his friend, like his, his mm-hmm. I think it was his best man. Uh, who was like, just delete the number. And I was like, he should have deleted that number mm-hmm. in the store when they were shopping for the suit. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently he didn't do. Um, and so I I think, yeah, the number needs to be gone. I think that you've had some romantic attractions to this person. So even though you didn't, you weren't mm-hmm. intimate, you know, sexually with them, that also can impact your relationship. And, and as was sort of highlighted in the episode of the tell-all, like it still makes it really difficult for Hazel to trust him and trust mm-hmm. the two of them specifically. And so I think that is a clear example about why that relationship should end uh, for the sake of their relationship. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they will continue to sort of work through this and that he will make the right decision uh, because it's, I mean, they seem like they really do love each other, but I think this yeah. communication with, Minty is going to make that relationship that much more difficult to be able to to be successful. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So who's the next couple that we're going to talk about? Well, the next couple that we are going to talk about is Andrew and Amira. Now, I could not find what I rated for them. I want to say that I was either a red or a yellow because I think there were concerns from the very beginning about, about them. Um, I think that Andrew grew increasingly problematic as the season progressed. And I think some kind of unpleasant characteristics of him emerged throughout the season. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I don't think I will forget in a long time is the fact that he continued to stay on vacation and not try mm. to find an immigration attorney or get himself to a detention center to help out his fiance who was being detained. You know, it was and, and he's just enjoying himself for the rest yeah. of his vacation. I think that was the most horrible thing. Um so I was very disappointed in him. I think um, Amira seemed to be such a sweet character, but at the same time, just, I don't know, a little gullible. I don't know how she mm. fell for Andrew. I don't know what kind of magical spell he had cast over her <laughs> for her to risk her life two times, you know, and, you know, leave all of her belongings to go to him. Um, so. I mean, they were interesting. And then I I really felt that 
Andrew was, I don't know, I was very uncomfortable with the way that he was so insistent on talking to Amira Mm -hmm. that he needs to be able to present his side, that the only reason he came here was so that he could talk to her when she's made it clear that she doesn't want to talk to him. You know, that for her, it's it's traumatic for her because it felt it was emotional abuse for her yeah. as, far, as far as what she calls it, um, how she's identified it. So, you know, I'm glad that TLC respected her. I was happy about that. I didn't care to hear any more of Andrew's side. Um, I don't know. Those are those are my thoughts. I don't know. Yeah. What stuck out for but you I with think, them? You know, one of the things that I did think was interesting was that the cast members were, I think, just as confused as everybody else in terms of what happened with their relationship. But they did want to hear his side um, because they felt like it, it was, I don't know if they used that language about not being fair, but they did want to like, hear his thoughts about why that relationship ended and, and it didn't work. But, you know, I think we've had conversations for me. I feel like over most of the season, he was gaslighting her. And so I didn't think that um, that's not healthy in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall what I rated them at the very beginning. It was probably red or yellow. Um, but I did think that he, from what I saw, I didn't feel like he was putting in as much effort with the relationship and that sort of mm-hmm. came out again today about like you know if if I'm dating someone as some of the people said and I don't hear from them in you know two three days I'm going to be trying to call to like get in touch with them and see like you know what's going on so whether that's phone calls even voicemails <laughs> texting yeah or whatever um and they were trying to really get to the bottom of that on the show and and there seemed to be like some some holes in a mirror story or um, people are not sure because of her. I don't know if it was because of the language barrier piece or what, but in terms of like, there were no text messages. There were not a lot of text messages. There were only a few, you know. Yeah, that could be a language. Uh, the, the whole terminology, as I like to say, um, can be tricky because it words do have meaning. And so um, I don't know how much of that was just due to her sort of communication um, language barriers. But I think, you know, yeah. for me, the highlight was probably, you know, when he was so persistent about, you know, her coming to America in the midst of the pandemic when so much was shut down. Like, you're not, I feel like that was insensitive. Like, he wasn't thinking yeah. about her safety. And and I would I would definitely want, you know, somebody that I love and I care for to be like, you need to stay safe and, and we'll do what we can to make, if we have to like extend this whole visa process application or whatever, I think that would have been the better route as opposed to like putting them in a situation where they might have contracted, you know, the virus. And so that was something that I, I had a hard time, you know, witnessing um, this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they're not together. Um, I would, I, I, I'm wondering, and I think one of the cast members on the, the tell-all has said this, uh, Amira had shared that she's with somebody else and he's from the US and I would love to see her on another 90 day like actually have a 90 day experience so I hope they keep her in the loop I do not want to see Andrew again yeah I mean it will be interesting to see what happens with them he was definitely pretty adamant about trying to like 
be in the studio the same time that she was on the screen and to be able to confront her. But I think pr production knew that it wasn't going to end up in a situation where um, I don't think either one of them would have been able to communicate in a way that would have been effective in, in terms of like, mm -hmm. we weren't, we wouldn't be able to like hear over them both sort of, you know, voicing mm -hmm. their um, thoughts and opinions about sort of why that relationship um, didn't work. But I wish he would have, he would have at least sort of shared, even though she would have maybe not been on the screen so that we could get his side of the story. But um, I think again, like it's one of those situations where he was potentially going to like engage in gaslighting um, and so mm -hmm. she has sort of recognized that I don't want to communicate with him because it's it's basically in so many levels like traumatizing her sounds like it when they when they even just sort of speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's good that that relationship sadly, you know, didn't work out because I don't think it would have been healthy for either one of them. Yeah, correct. So let's move on to another relationship which is Brandon and Julia, which I think Brandon and Julia were your favorite this whole season. Cause I, I feel like, like you were them. the nicest. Yeah. You were the nicest with them. Like every time they came <laughs> up, <laughs> like replay, I feel like this has happened. You really like them, but I, I had thought they were probably going to be a, a yellow. Maybe they stay together. Maybe they don't. Um, it did surprise me that they they made it, um, especially the fact that they made it and they still lived at his mother's house or parents' house the whole time. I really thought at one point they would get out of the house or we'd see them kind of exit. But I think they even said in the tell-all that they're still on the farm. Mm -hmm. So that's you know something that blows my mind. But they seem to really be in love with each other. Um, they went through their little trials and tribulations, but they actually seem to really care about each other. Um, I think one of the, the moments that sticks out the most for me is when, uh, Brandon and Julia were, went out to dinner with his grandfather and his parents, mm. and they were talking about the wedding date and that they decided to do it on mother's day and his mother's response to that yes. and his mother and father trying to change it and so I mean that just kind of highlighted the nature of how Betty was and with regard to their relationship and a little bit too invasive it's her um, baby yeah he's, yeah he's her, he's her baby you know so I, I mean I thought that 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 was interesting and they look to be really connected and in love with each other at the tell-all um in fact, I'd probably say they look to be maybe the healthiest couple together during mm -hmm. the tell-all. Yeah, they did. Um, and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about, you know, Jovi and Yara too. But I thought that they were definitely showing some affection and seemed to be happy, but we'll, we'll get to them later. Brandon and Julia were definitely one of my favorite couples um, this season. I think I also rated them yellow though. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that was because I just felt like living in his parents' home would be a strain on their relationship and it would be difficult for them to, to grow, specifically given mm -hmm. the um, living arrangements and um, him working and, and them not having a lot of time together when he's not 
um, you know, working because he has to go to his room, she has to go to her room sort of thing. Um, and so that for me was the reason that I, I was like, you know, I can see that they love each other and it could work, but also like the fact of them living in his parents' home, having these rules, I thought that that would make it difficult, but I'm glad to see that, you know, they are still together. We saw them get married. Um, it wasn't ideal again. COVID sort of um, made everyone's wedding plans be different um, this, mm -hmm. this um, season. But I think the thing that was most interesting to me this season was that they, from the very beginning, were um, sort of dealing with the the thought about not having a kid too early until they were able to like get settled, et cetera. Them both saying that they didn't want to have kids right now, yeah. um, but also them not wanting to use <laughs> birth control. Oh, um, young people. So despite all of that, um, they still had a pregnancy scare. And so I think that was a highlight for me because like, wait, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Mm -hmm. What happened? Um, and so finally, as we recall, you know, she took the pregnancy test and she wasn't um, pregnant, but that didn't really change their thoughts about using um, birth control. And so we'll have to continue to watch um, the whole 90 day universe to see sort of what we learned from them, you know, down the road. But yeah. I'm, I'm pleased that they seem to be happy. Julia is making some I guess sacrifices because she's trying to make the most of the farm life. It yeah. seems like it. I um, can't believe they're still on the farm. <laughs> I, I really cannot believe it. But you know, the thing that sort of came out with the tell-all is that um, she sort of put the pause on them moving because um, they, were have, they would have to live in maybe not the best places because of their financial situation. And so that she mm -hmm. didn't want to do that. And so we didn't know that until the tell-all. We thought it was all up was all up to Brandon, but he sort of put it out there at the tell-all um, to say, you know what, he wanted to move, he was prepared, but she was like, the place that he was going to pick, she didn't like it, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. And so it is very interesting to see them still on the farm, <laughs> especially yeah. if she, after she had given him some sort of ultimatum early in the season. Yeah. Yeah, but they're making it work. Making it work. They're making it work. So I yeah. predict that they will be the next um, 90 day couple to, to have a kid. It seems like you, um, okay. even Jovi and Yara that Julia might be ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Jovi and Yara. Um, now, I, so I look back in my notes and we both put these two as a red stop do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars kind of red and yes. so it's we were wrong not only did they get married they also have a child and they're about to be on happily ever after so <laughs> they kind of uh i think defied expectations um because I really did not think that they were going to make it. I think several times, uh, I think up until Yara got pregnant, once she was pregnant, I really, I didn't think that they would end the, uh, the wedding. Um, but it, it's, you know, they've come, they've come a long way. They yeah. have. They I really actually have. really 
I was really getting the impression at the tell-all that he's maybe changed a little bit. And obviously like we don't know um, from, from, from what we've last left off with um, in terms of like the bachelor party and then we get to the tell-all. Um, but it, but Yara at least seems to be happy. It seems like he is, you know, helping out with the baby and he's trying to be a good dad. Um, and so I think those things for me, or at least some signs of progress, obviously like he's still in his twenties. And so, um, you know, I can see when the baby gets a little bit older, I mean, still a newborn now that he may mm -hmm. slip back to some of those old ways. I guess we have to see since they are going to be continuing um, on, on the next series yeah. in, in the 90 day um, universe. But I did rate them red at the very beginning. I think for me, the reason for that was because of his immaturity. Um, he mm -hmm. was very, and somewhat, I would say self-absorbed, like he was really yes. concerned about himself. And, you know, when he's not working, he wanted to like spend that time with his friends. And, and so I thought that you can't, it's hard to do that and have a successful relationship that is fairly new. I think like once you're establishing your relationship and like you trust that person, you understand who they are, that you're perfectly fine with them like spending time with their friends and loved ones with you not being present. But I feel like with, mm -hmm. with um, Yara just coming to the uh, United States and he was like working, you know, his job took him away for so much time that it just wasn't, it wasn't the appropriate decision to be like, oh, I'm coming back from this work trip and now I'm looking forward to go hanging out with my friends. Well, you have your fiance that you need to sort of mm -hmm. spend some time with and sort of get to know. So that was a piece that I didn't like as much really very early on um, in the season. But I think the thing that for me that was, I guess, my highlight um, with this couple was the fact that Yara was really opposed um, early on with like having, you know, his family, like be at the wedding and things like that because her parents yeah. couldn't. And yeah. so ultimately she like gave in and, and she was happy about it and that they had that support. Um, so I did, I did like that they had that moment, you know, together and, and that they felt supported, um, specifically given the challenges that they had faced um, with, you know, the, the pandemic and, and him being away and, and her having to like be by herself, you know, so much during the pregnancy. Um, so mm -hmm. it was good that, you know, Yara and, and Jovi's mom were able to to get some time together and be able to sort of connect on that level. Yeah, I would. so I would actually say that's my same highlight, but more specifically seeing the relationship between Jovi's mom and Yara. I think mm. at first they, they just didn't really like each other or weren't connecting at all. And then seeing it shift over time where his mother really care you can tell really cares about Yara and Yara being able to show appreciation for her. Um, that it was, that was super sweet to see, yeah. and, you know, and especially given that Yara, I think had talked about being close to her own mother mm -hmm. and not having access to her being that she left her to be able to have that kind of connection. Yeah. And the other thing that I was going to add was that Jovi's mom also seems to be the voice of reason, so to speak. And so we saw mm. in the tell-all where she was like, she disagreed with a lot of things that he was doing. And and seems like she tried to like call him out on some of those things, not just during the show, but just in general, when he makes some bad decisions, which 
you know, some parents do and some don't. And, and as we'll transition to the next couple and some of their, um, you know, parents, um, I thought that she was, it was good that she was able to like call him out on his BS and be like, hey, this was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I will say the one scene that really just turned me off from Jovi and why I, I think I just could not stand him after was when they went shopping for a mirror and a rug mm. and they were getting like some like shag white rug or whatever. And he was just so agitated and kept kind of saying he didn't like it and kept saying, not in my house. No, we're not mm. going to get it. Just the way that he was, it was very selfish. Like this, this woman has come across the world to be with you and just wants a couple of pieces of furniture to feel comfortable you know? So it just gave me a sign of just him being a little on the selfish side and just wanting to prioritize his kind of wants and needs. So that I will not forget. I was like, ah, that tells me something about this kid. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I mean, we will see more of them, but I, I hope that things work out at least for the sake of, you know, the kid, and at least they mm-hmm. both again, like they really do seem to like really love each other. But I just feel like because um, because they are both fairly young, that it's just like it's it's that process. Like you all have, we all had to go through, or we have to go through, you know, in terms of like learning to step outside of our own needs for for needs of of others. And and maybe having a kid will do that a little bit faster for him as we sort of here yeah. and know like you know when um men become fathers like they change i don't know what it is about that i'm not a father but um something about it it changes their perspective and so maybe that'll happen with Joby. okay i hope so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see so let's jump into the last couple so um this couple i think for some time i was over discussing them as we've sort of had some chats about um and then previously we sort of broke down just some some concerns and things about their relationship you know Mm -hmm. when he sort of broke off the wedding and then decided to get married um and so let's talk about mike and natalie so what are your thoughts on this couple all right so in the beginning we both did not think that this relationship would go anywhere. It kind of was teased that something bad happens. We thought that this would go nowhere. Well, because they left off on the tell-all the last season, not to cut you off, but the last Mm tell-all left off in this weird place where Natalie thought that Mike slept with his best friend at her, Mm -hmm. before her wedding. And so obviously, you know, it was a, a whole shocker for many people like hey what's gonna happen <laughs> but, yeah, but we're here but at so. the same t- <laughs> yeah well and where we're at is at the tell-all and given how mike and natalie were talking it's kind of like were we that far off even though they got married were we really that far off given how they were at the tell-all right and i think the question still is are they together and so as some of the couples were saying as they sort of walked in like um What's going on with this relationship? Like every other couple arrived together and 
Mike and Natalie didn't arrive together. And so I don't know, but let's just, mm-hmm. let's just dive. Let's just dive on in to this, yeah. to this couple in, in the season. I mean, I think they definitely took us on a roller coaster, especially like the last several episodes. Um, you know, I, you know, we both did not think they were going to go far and I don't think we were far off. They communicated horribly, harbored resentment. I think they were in contempt of each other, um, or in contempt of each other. Um, I, I think it was just Mike needed to tell her in the very beginning that, you know, you sh- we should probably not do this 90 days because he was that unsure, but he let it kind of carry until the bitter end. Um, I think for me, the one thing that sticks out for from across the episodes, there's a lot of things uh, about this particular couple but for me, it was how sad it was every time Natalie asked about the ring mm. and every time she brought up the ring. Like, I think if they did a montage of every time she brought up the <laughs> ring, it would be like one of those hilarious reels. Um, and I think that that really sticks out for me. I think Mike is a horrible person. Um, I, I also think his mama's horrible as well. <laughs> um, can you believe this? Like, let's talk about this. We're at this tell-all and she, you know, I may feel certain ways about Natalie, but I feel bad for her. She had to sit there and listen to how her mother-in-law asked one of their friends to object to her wedding. How can you ever forgive that? How can you ever, you know, add it to the fact that this, this man didn't want to marry you 24 hours before, you know, like, I just feel like that's a lot for her to carry. Um, so I, I see, I mean, there, there's just some uh, uh, little devilishness between Mike and his mom. Yeah. And, and that was the piece I think we talked about before is that his mom, Trish, probably knows a whole lot more than we do from just watching the show. Mm-hmm because he seemed to have like a really close relationship to her. And so I imagine that he's like told her all of these deep down feelings that he had um, around his like reluctance um, to get married that he didn't even, I'm assuming, talk to Natalie um, about. And so rightfully so she was like, this wedding shouldn't happen. Um, but the, the fact that she, sort of got on television at the tell-all to, to say that, you know, to be bold um, and say, mm-hmm. you know, it was my wish that you not get married and that I was also going to ask someone else to like stand up, you know, to say that, that you shouldn't. Um, I thought that was also a little bit, you know, cowardly and, and maybe because of the pandemic and other stuff, like she wasn't able to like be present at the wedding. But um, if you're going to oppose, at least show up and, and yeah. like do it and you know and so I, I thought for me that that was what I was sort of thinking when I was hearing um the episode but I definitely you know voiced several times that this was the couple that I didn't understand why they were together why they were on the show um I just felt like both of them had some 
deal breakers, so to speak, in terms of what they wanted mm-hmm. in a partner. And so I just didn't see um, it working out. And as we sort of, you know, saw on the tell-all, you know, not only did his mom not think that they should get married, but this best friend um, also, when Sean asked, you know, if she thought that that, that relationship would sort of last or if they would make it in so many words, she sort of laughed it off and and didn't really comment. <laughs> um, but I think in the back of her mind, and maybe I'm I'm just sort of forecasting, um, she thought that that relationship is not going to work, you know, because of, again, she may know some things as well that um, Mike hasn't, you know, told Natalie. Um, well, can we talk about the friend for a second? So they brought the friend who apparently is the one from the last tell-all where uh, Natalie was upset because Mike slept over at her house. Her husband was supposed to be home, but he ended up not being home. And she heard her say, oh, I'm taking a shower or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so this woman explained it. And to me, it made sense. And I understood. And you know, so, you know, she didn't expect her husband wasn't going to come home, but, you know, he didn't. And so that's where it was. And there were other people in the house or what have you. But like when she starts saying this, Natalie asked her if all American women are whores. I believed her. I believe Natalie says some mess like that. <laughs> and she Natalie says something like, I don't remember. I know she said it, you know. So it was interesting to hear that those two got into an argument mm-hmm. about this whole thing. Yeah, but I, I wanna, I'm gonna go back to my highlight of the season mm-hmm. first, and then I wanna add something to this in terms of that whole interaction. Uh, but sort of, and my highlight is brief, and I wanted to go back to that first <laughs> because I wanted to say my highlight was Natalie's welcome to, to Washington State and, and that they spent the night in Seattle and like he tried to like show her a good time. <laughs> After that, it was downhill um, yeah. for, me for the rest of the season. I just, I didn't see them really putting in the work that needed to be done. Um, but going back to, to Sarah is her name. Um, I just, I, I went back to my notes so I can look it up. Um, that Mike and, and, and Sarah seem to just be friends, that they haven't had any sort of romantic feelings towards each other. Um, but all of that to be said, and we know, again, Natalie, when she gets, we'll attribute it to when she gets angry and upset, she like says some things that she probably shouldn't say, um, but she speaks her mind, I think in those moments. And she, didn't like Sarah because of that relationship that she and Mike had. And, and they seemed to be really close and that he probably communicated things to Sarah um, that he didn't communicate to Natalie. And again, I think that's one of the, that can be an issue in a relationship where you're not fully open and honest with your partner about things. And, mm-hmm. and I think that definitely happened in Mike and Natalie's relationship. Um, but the other thing I was, curious about it, wanted to get your thoughts on was the whole conversation around sort of men and women being friends, um, specifically, you know, thinking about dynamics of heterosexual, platonic, you know, so to speak, friendships, that the cast was not really buying the fact that um, Sarah and, and Mike 
had never at least had some sort of, I guess, attraction to each other. And, and I think Julia sort of stands out, like her facial expressions are very, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but they sort of speak for themselves. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think overall that the cast, like many of the cast members this year or for this particular season were very conservative in their own kind of ways. Um, and I think that a component of it is cultural too. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I think three were from the Ukraine, I believe. Or two Ukraine, two, one from Russia. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I wonder, and that they've talked about the importance of religion. So I, I feel that, so I think that they were conservative and I think that just brings up like these old ideals. And again, I think this is all kind of heterosexism and sexist of that women are a certain kind of way. You know, this is how women are. This is how men are. Women are from Venus, men are from Mars. I mean, I'm queer AF. So for me, I just don't see those kind of dynamics playing out. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it also reminded me of this, this um, post that I saw circulating on social media where it was like uh, attractive, two attractive people, uh, male and, and female, man and a woman were in a photo and they were having like a friend date night or something. I forget what the exact caption was, um, but this was like circulating. It had went viral all over the internet where these two people were like dressed up um, I think he had on a suit, she had on like a, a nice um, cocktail dress or something. And they were like having wine and like out on the the town. And a lot of people were commenting in the comments on that post about, you know, they're friends, but like they want each other, they desire each other. Like he's into her, et cetera, et cetera. So I think those are some of the messages that are sometimes communicated about like, you know, men and women just being friends, like one of those people have to have like some slight attraction or whatever to the other yeah. person. And I think that was sort of highlighted, you know, in some of the, the comments that the cast um, was making on, on the, on the, on the, the tell-all part too. Yeah. I, I just don't buy into it. Um, well, it was great recapping the season. However, we will be back for season three where we will be focusing on 90 day happily ever after. See y'all soon. Thank you for listening to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Leave us a comment on Facebook or Apple iTunes. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Psych in Reality TV and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite platform. Thanks for sharing the episode and join us next time on Psych and Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P.